Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. Welcome to the show of all shows coming to you from the great state of Florida in the DTOM studios, brought to you in part by Maker's Mark. I'm sorry I fucked up on the entrance there, but I'm having some serious issues with the soundboard. I'm going to have to delete this stupid app. It's really pissing me off. (laughs) Nothing like bringing you into a show hot. Uh, there must be some kind of glitch with it. I can't even log into it, so i got to find all the stuff I downloaded onto it. And then my computer gets all floopy, so I literally have to play the intro and then get out of it. And it throws me off because I can't multitask like that. I'm not I'm not coordinated like that. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to work on some things. If anyone has any ideas on how to do things better, I'm not the, the uh, brightest computer genius in the world. As Chris says, it's a wonder that this show makes it out. As often as it does. <laughs> so anyway, it's Friday, uh, May 20th, 2022. I'm going to try and get this in in an hour because uh, wife will be home in about an hour or so. And uh, we got dinner planned. So sugar water. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be all over the road today. Uh, one thing is probably not going to lead to the other. Um, just some tidbits I've found looking through Twitter and whatnot. Some stuff Chris sent me. Um, so, uh, everything's going to be topical. I will say this. I don't want to spoil it by saying what I'm going to talk about until I say what I say. You know what I'm saying? Cool. I know a lot of guys come out of me and I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about this first and then second and third. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to talk about the, the great new pandemic that's coming about. I'm going to give you an update on the Sussman trial. And then, uh, we're going to do a gas update I dug into some numbers on the inflation, the actual numbers, or why the numbers are what they are, I should say. And then uh, we'll end it with Biden's approval rating, which will tie everything in together as to wonder why he's doing as well as he's doing. That's not to say he's doing well at all. (laughs) But I did find this. This is something that I found. Also, Chris had sent this to me because, you know, great minds think alike. But um, this was uh, ex-president George W. Bush speaking in uh, Dallas. This was, uh, I don't know, the other day, Tuesday. No, wait, today's uh, it's Friday, so it was Wednesday. And uh, I'm going to let him tell you what he said. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. And did y'all catch that? The, <laughs> let me back that up there. What did he say there? Let's, let's listen to that again. I mean, of Ukraine. What did he say? Brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of in, invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. And brutal invasion of Iraq. You guys catching I mean, that? Of Ukraine. 
Now that that's what they call in the business a Freudian slip. Let's see how he ends it here. Right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> seventy-five. Uh. Oh, I'm seventy-five, so that's why. Whatever, dude. Um, you're seventy-five, and that's why you just told the truth. Maybe. I'm telling you, me and Chris, we've got to get together soonly, in the words of Trump, and get this 9-11 show together, because I'm telling you, him saying what he just said doesn't sound like a bell, he just, he misspoke. How, there's nothing going on in Iraq, as far as we know, for him to misspeak about that. You see what I'm saying? It's like there's something going on in Iraq, in the Middle East, and in the Ukraine. So why would he conveniently misspeak? I think it's a convention, uh, confessions of a guilty mind. But needless to say, like I said, I just found that. Wanted to play that for you all if you hadn't heard it yet. It's very interesting. But it will get us into our 9-11 show. Because like I said, the, the basic story of 9-11 isn't what it is. So... All right, so guys, do you remember, do you guys remember this story from a year ago? A crash in Pennsylvania of a truck transporting 100 monkeys to a laboratory let four of them escape on Friday and sparked a large-scale rescue operation to find them. Officials warned the public not to approach the animals and managed to rustle up the majority of the Sinomalgus macaque monkeys, however one remained on the loose. The Pennsylvania Game Commission, other agencies, and even residents in the area braved the extremely cold weather to find the animal. The local WNEP news site said that a police helicopter with thermal cameras was used to track down the monkeys, while officers on the ground used powerful flashlights. Anyone who sees or locates the monkey is asked to not to approach, attempt to catch or come in contact with the monkey. Please call 911 immediately, authorities tweeted. They finally found the last monkey and officials revealed three others had to be euthanized but didn't reveal why the three were killed, or how all came to be accounted for. Kristen Nordland, a spokeswoman for the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said that the monkeys were killed in accordance with American Veterinary Medical Association guidelines. The monkeys were from Mauritius and arrived in New York last Friday. They were en route to a laboratory in Florida. Sinomalgus monkeys are also known as long-tailed macaques can cost up to $10,000 each and have been used for coronavirus vaccine research, according to media sources. Okay, so now when that story came out last year, I don't remember exactly when it was, but nonetheless, it was uh, early last year, I think. Everyone was like, okay, here we go. Monkeys escaped, or not escaped, you know, truck crashed, whatever, transporting from one lab to another controlled monkeys by the CDC supposedly being used for vaccine research or were they because now we have this the number of confirmed or suspected cases of monkeypox worldwide is now 106 doctors in at least eight countries including the US are now treating patients potentially infected with the rare illness Health officials in New York City are now looking into a possible case one day after a Massachusetts man became the country's first confirmed case this year. Doctors say some recent cases include patients who had no travel history to a country where the virus is endemic, suggesting community spread. Most times they've been 
outbreaks in Central and West Africa, like Nigeria, for example, and sporadic cases in travelers in the United States. Now, the U.S. government has reportedly placed a large order with the maker of a vaccine for monkeypox, purchasing enough for 13 million people at a cost of $119 million. There is an adapted vaccine for monkeypox, but the interesting thing is that if you've been vaccinated with smallpox, you get protection against monkeypox because it's really closely related. Initial symptoms for monkeypox are fever and chills, a rash and pus-filled lesions show up later. It typically spreads to people from infected animals like rodents, but it can spread through humans by sharing of any bodily fluid. Most of the cases under investigation right now are men who have had sex with men. I don't think it's really going to run rampant in a, uh, as opposed to smallpox, which is highly, highly transmissible. Even the worst monkeypox so far, uh, you know, one average infected person only infects an additional either zero to one other person. Doctors say the death rate from monkeypox is less than 1% in areas with high-quality health care. Well, there you go. So now we know what the next thing will be, and that'll be monkeypox, or it is monkeypox. And now you just heard how these doctors and, and whatever said, oh, it's not very transmissible. It's not this. It's, of course, it throws into the gay. You heard the part where it's like transmissible from men who had sex with men. And they kind of cut that little part off there like so you wouldn't hear it maybe. I don't know. But point being is <laughs> it's almost like we knew this was going to happen. You had the, the, the monkeys escape from the lab. Very outbreakish, Right. And uh, and then here we go, monkeypox. So what is monkeypox? So it's an infectious disease caused by the monkeypox virus um, that can be that can occur in certain animals, including humans. Like he said, the gentleman said, symptoms begin with fever, headache, muscle pain, swollen lymph nodes, and feeling tired. Well, shit, that's every day for me. <laughs> oh, um, this is followed by a rash that uh, form blisters and crust over. The time exposure on set of symptoms is around 10 days. The duration of symptoms is uh, typically two to four weeks. So another fuckery by the CDC, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just anymore in this world, in this, especially in this country, I just don't know what to fucking believe anymore. We hear stories, we hear things, and then... That damn monkey story was, like I said, it was a little over a year ago. And then here we are. No one saw that one coming, right? All right, on to the Sussman trial. Uh, the Durham report Sussman uh, trial. So um, here's a interesting... I'm going to play this. This is from Fox News, so sue me. But uh, this is her, I, I don't know the lady's name, but here's her little take on the situation. Well, there's been a lot of focus on this particular case and some of the rulings from the judge. What does it mean, victory, defeat? My point is that the special counsel from day one, it was incredibly clear that these prosecutions aside, his goal was to use his indictments, use his filings in court to unspool the entire story of what really went on in 2016. And he has done so via those documents, giving us incredible amounts of detail about the uh, involvement of 
of the Clinton campaign, of Fusion GPS, uh, of how the dossier was created, of how the DNC and Clinton lawyers operated. Um, and and th that has now largely got out to the public. Um, and if that was his goal, just to explain what happened, it, we, we've got it. So he explained, has he, has he, has the facts that have come out explained and made clear with enough evidence, this was in fact a Clinton campaign operation all the way, and that this is what then fed the, the, the Clinton operatives, fed the, the, the information out, to the FBI, which then, uh, 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 you know, Holy used shit. it to create those, uh, 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 the uh, uh, FISA court uh, All right, I got to pause that motherfucker. I, 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 and this is Fox. I, I, this must be their YouTube uh, McGillicuddy's here. But nonetheless, I'm going to read the story because uh, I can stumble and bumble through this fucking shit better than this dude can. Anyway, so special counsel John Durham's team in its opening argument Tuesday alleged that former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman used FBI as a quote-unquote political tool to manipulate the Bureau on the eve of the 2016 president, presidential election. I, 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 I oh, sorry. <laughs> to create an October surprise against the candidate, um, Donald Trump, a plan that largely succeeded. Sussman is charged with making false statements to the FBI when he told the former FBI general counsel, James Baker, in September of 16, less than two months before the presidential election, that he was not doing any work for any client. And he requested and attended a meeting with Baker where he presented a purported data and white, and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a co covert communication channel between the Trump organization's Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. Durham's team alleges Sussman was, in fact, doing work for two clients, the Hillary Clinton campaign and technology executive Rodney Jaffe. Following the meeting with Baker, Sussman billed the Hillary campaign for his work. And uh, Sussman has pleaded not guilty to the charge. Federal Prosecutor Deborah Britton Shaw delivered the government's opening argument saying that the case is uh, one about privilege. Pri privilege of a lawyer who thought he could lie to the FBI without consequences. Privilege of a lawyer who thought that the powerful normal rules didn't apply. Shaw argued on behalf of the government. The government argued that in bringing the serious allegations to the FBI, Sussman bypassed normal channels and went uh, straight to the FBI's top lawyer, then General Counsel James Baker. He then sat across from that lawyer and lied to him, Shaw said. Nothing um, nodding the lie was designated to achieve political ends and designed to inject the FBI into the election. I'm going to stop before I finish here. I'm going to say this. The reason he took it straight to the top guy was because they were friends. He got the the uh, the meeting with Baker because they were friends. Let's not get it confused. And the um, what was the other thing I read here? Uh, so, shit! I just lost my place. Of course, of course, I did. <laughs> I think the biggest thing here is that is actually being brought forth. Um. The only reason it's how, how do I want to explain this? The FBI didn't arrest Sussman, right? So he went to Baker, told him the story. I'm not working for anybody, but this is the information I have. And they went with it. Surely, as you would want to believe, 
that if the FBI was legit, let's say that, if the, if the FBI was legit and they were down the middle, no sides, were investigating what this guy told us, they would find that he lied, right? They would find that he lied. I mean, who in the hell is, is John Durham, uh, is that his name, I think, is that, that he's able to find all this stuff that the FBI couldn't find? Well, it's because the FBI is one-sided. They didn't care. They wanted things to happen that happened. That's why, in my opinion, take it for what it's worth, I'll be curious to see if Sussman starts throwing people under the bus. I think the only reason he hasn't is because he doesn't want to Epstein himself. He doesn't want to commit suicide, right? I think that if he did, James Baker would be one of those names, in my, my personal opinion. But, um, you know, I guess we'll, uh, that remains to be seen. But, um, so in the arguments, uh, she wanted to address the proverbial elephant in the room. Some people have very strong feelings about politics and about Russia. And many people have strong feelings about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. We are not here because allegations involve either. We are here because the FBI is our institution that should not be used as a political tool for anyone, not Republicans nor Democrats, Shaw said, urging jurors to leave their own political views out of the decision they make in the courtroom. The government said the evidence presented throughout the trial will show that the quote-unquote lie was bigger was part of a bigger plan, one to create an October surprise on the eve of a presidential election. A plan that used and manipulated the FBI plan that the defendant hoped would trigger news outlets and trigger an FBI investigation. A plan that largely succeeded. And it really didn't succeed. I don't think it succeeded the way they wanted to succeed it. What they what they're saying here where it succeeded, quote unquote, was in the long run. Now I think the idea and the reason I say this is because this broke today. Robbie Mook, who um, was working for the Clinton campaign, testified that Hillary Clinton herself approved dissemination of the alleged convert communication channel between Trump Organization and Russia's Alpha Bank to the media, despite camp officials not being totally confident in its legitimacy. So he, Robbie Mook, had the information, took it to Hillary herself, to the top dog, said, this is what we have. Our lawyer, Sussman, who had ties with, uh, you know, the Steele dossier and all the bullshit that went on, this is what we have. She said, leak it. Because this was, it was getting close to D-Day. It was October, right? November 2nd, 3rd, whatever the was when the election was. Um, now, I personally believe that the election was rigged for Hillary to win. And the reason, the reason everyone lost their fucking mind was because I, no one thought that Trump would win. And then as polling showed the numbers were closer as you got to, the, to that point, I think Hillary Clinton and her campaign was like, we need something to knock him down, so let's go ahead and release this. Um, Sussman obviously was was a bigger part of this situation than we realized, but I, I just wish 
I just wish that he would talk. I mean, surely he's afraid for his life. I mean, you don't get so deep into the belly of the beast that you don't see the bullshit that goes on that now that you're being set up to go to, um, you know, you're in trial to with the possibility of going to prison, um, would you rather go to prison for a few years or would you rather die forever? And I'm sure I would almost be willing to bet there's some kind of wink, wink, nod, nod type thing. Uh, just go ahead and take the heat for this one, bro, and then we'll get Biden to pardon you. I guarantee it. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. If you don't want to die, keep your mouth shut. Okay? Shut it. Zip it. Take the heat. If you get ple- you know, if you get guilt, don't plead guilty. Just, you know, run with the run with it. See what happens. And if you if you get guilty, then you go to prison and we'll have Biden pardon you. Guarantee fucking to you that's what happens. Guarantee you. Guarantee it. I said it. Say it here. May 20th, 2022. All right, we're moving right along, moving right along. All right. So, um, you guys remember when uh, our uh, beloved president said this during the uh, campaigning for the second for his second term? You remember when he said this? We have more oil than anybody. Okay, and it's uh, an incredible thing that have, it's happened over the last few years. A lot of great things, and you're paying what two dollars a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Mm. Once again, he was right. (laughs) We're not quite there yet. Yet. But we're getting damn near close to that, aren't we? Welcome to the AWS Cloud Cafe. Welcome to that. What the fuck is this? The fact is cloud All proximity, right. as in how and where you access the cloud, I have no idea what we're listening real. to here, but it's great. And really... Let's skip the ad. All right. Well, my Fucking administration- YouTube. All right. God bless America. I was moving on. Moving on. Moving on down. All right. So, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. All right. So, where was I at? Okay. So, he says, you know, gas is around $2 at that point during the uh, campaigning. Um, it was going to go up to six, seven, eight, nine. Hmm. And then they're going to tell you to get an electric car. He was not wrong. Tell me that he's wrong. We're not quite to that $7 mark yet. We're getting fucking close, right? At least, you know, on, on the average, I'm sure people in California listening to this right now, are like, we're like, we're almost there, brother. And we're almost there now. And I feel you because as I said on the last show, Everyone wants to complain about the prices in the grocery store and whatever. As long as that gas keeps ticking up, then prices are going to go with it. He could solve this in one fell swoop by going back to, God forbid, go back to Trump's energy, uh, the things he was doing. Letting the guys go for the shell, get the fucking um, the, uh, pipeline going again. Quit canceling fucking leases in Alaska and uh, the Gulf. You know, let people do their damn jobs, dude. You will you will look like a hero like that. People will forget all the bullshit once you can do that. But it's like the arrogance of these fucking people who just will not allow it to happen. They will not allow a win. 
it's to the point anymore where they're, I mean, not that I'm a fan of the vaccines, not that I've gotten the vaccine, nor would I suggest anybody to get the vaccine. That's just my personal opinion. But the vaccines, okay, coronavirus, whatever, showed up. It was what it was. Uh, you had Operation Warp Speed. You had vaccines by the end of the year, right? What was it? October, November of 20, we had vaccines, right? Now, prior to Biden and Kamala and whoever winning uh, the presidency, quote-unquote winning the presidency, they themselves and Joy Reid and all these other analysts, I'm not taking that shit. I'm not, there's no way you could come up with a vaccine that quick, blah, 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 blah. As soon as he won presidency, they was all rolling up their fucking sleeves getting shots. But point being is even now, so that was, you know, um, September, October of 20, when they were down shitting on the uh, vaccine. I know I got off on a tangent here, but hi, I'm Don. Um, they were downplaying the vaccine as soon as they won, quote unquote, won the presidency. They were all about the vaccines. But now they're saying the vaccines didn't even exist until he was president, until he was in the White House. And that's a lie. It's like everything that I, I don't want to say everything, but a lot of the things that Trump said came true. He said, you're going to pay more for gas. We're paying more for gas. He said the stock market will crash. Hmm. Well, it didn't. Well, I mean, even gas prices didn't jump right after Biden took office. It was a, it's a gradual onset, 10 cent, 5 cent, 20 cent, 5 cent, 20 cent. You know, it's been gradual over the past year and a half. But um, the stock market is looking like shit. The last two weeks isn't, I mean, this week and I don't know what it's closed at. If it, yeah, it's closed now. So I guess I can look real quick. And I'm sure as soon as I open my phone here, I'm going to get 26 fucking, uh, um, 26, uh, phone calls. So it closed up today, shockingly, because it was down like 500 points. I don't even know how that, it must have closed even. Um, yeah, it closed even. So, um, Anyway, point being is um, it's trending down. So if you look, you know, from, um, let me see this week. So, yeah, this week on um, the 17th, it was at 32.6 was the highest of the week. And now it's closed at, well, it just closed at 1. Yesterday it was at 30. So I don't know. I have to do some look into that why all of a sudden it jumped 1,000 points because it was down. Last I had looked, that was at <clears throat> around 1 or 2 o'clock. At any rate, um, it's not looking good. Retailers are coming out telling you. I talked about this the other day. Um, earnings outputs are not looking good. And it's only because gasoline, <laughs> period. Whether it's gasoline or diesel. Diesel probably a little bit more so than gasoline, but nonetheless... People can't afford to go to Walmart, Target, your grocery store, whatever, and just buy random shit like they did during the pandemic because they were getting free money, but more so just in general. Okay, so when Trump was in office prior to coronavirus and we were paying, you know, a buck $82, whatever it was for gas, right? When you were paying 2 or $3 less for gas than you are now. Um, it's like he said, it's like a tax cut. 
right? And it's true. So you fill up your tank now, and it costs you twice as much or more, okay, to fill that tank up. You might not make as many trips, just random trips. You don't just say, hey, let's go on a road trip. Let's just wander around and see what we see because you can't afford to waste the gas. You know, if you have two vehicles, and it, you know, it takes, you know, it takes me 50 bucks or so to fill my car up. It takes my wife more than that to fill hers up. So whereas before, we're paying for one car what it used to take to fill up both cars. You see what I'm saying? And now, so when you go to the grocery store, things are more expensive. On top of you're paying more for gas, so you might not get the the ice cream and the potato chips or the beer. And, well, you probably still get the beer because you got to erase the memories of this fucking world that we live in. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You don't get the extra little things. You focus on the necessities, the, the eggs, the milk, you know, some meat, you know, chicken, whatever the case may be, vegetables. You don't focus on the wants, as I call them. You focus on your needs. Um. And you don't go out to dinner as much. And you don't, you don't do the things you were doing. And all those things affect other people. When you go out to dinner, there's people working there, right? Well, if you don't go out to dinner, what about those people that are working there, okay? You go to the grocery store. You go to Walmart. You buy stuff. Well, if you don't buy as much stuff, what happens to the people that are working there? The hours get cut. It's a, it's a ripple effect. You can't blame Walmart. You can't blame Target. You can't blame these groceries. You can't blame them. There's only one person to blame in this whole situation. And here's the thing out of Washington State. Gas stations run out of fuel, and they're prepping for $10 a gallon gasoline. So gas stations in Washington State are resetting their price boards to accommodate double digits in preparation for fuel prices, potentially reaching $10 a gallon. So most gas stations, you would never... <laughs> The makers of the digital signs and whatever signs that are used at gas stations, I, I can never imagine that they had ever thought that they would need to put a two-digit, you know, uh, pricing option on the on the uh, board there. So they're actually having to prep their their uh, signage in Washington State to prepare for ten. It's not at that yet, but they're preparing for it. The move comes as several gas stations in the Evergreen State ran out of fuel at the 76 gas stations in Auburn, about 30 miles south of Seattle. Gas pumps were reprogrammed so the display could indicate a price of at least $10 a gallon. The displays were limited, limited to single digits as recently as March, but the surging price of gas has led to the change. A 76 spokesperson told the post-millennial that the change did not necessarily mean the company was predicting gas prices would reach $10. The station Auburn also sells race fuel, which is more expensive than fuel used by ordinary citizens. Um, race fuel costs more due to the high-octane premium fuel, blah, 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 blah. But nonetheless, so like this picture that I'm looking at has fuel at 5 Five something a gallon, five twenty nine, five forty nine, five sixty nine. Um, race fuel isn't twice as much. So I mean, at best, race fuel seven eight bucks. If you know, if these prices five bucks are current, um, but you still wouldn't post that up. You don't post race fuel. 
like there, there's gas stations around here that post that sell race fuel. It's like 101 octane. Yeah, I don't know how I know that, but no. But even then, it's like two, three dollars more than whatever the gas is. So even then, gas would still have to go up to seven, eight bucks before you would see a double digit price. And like I said, it wouldn't be displayed. You don't go to the gas station and says, "Oh, regular uh, plus premium race fuel." <laughs> you know, it's not on the big board outside. But the concerning thing is that that um, they're preparing for that. Not to mention, you have gas stations without gas. Now, I don't know, doesn't go into the story as to why they don't have gas um, at these stations. But um, it's very, very disconcerting. I told you guys the other day about how the gentleman, I can't recall his name, but he's a diesel... uh, runs a diesel uh, fuel company saying that um, on the East Coast over here, we're looking at possibly having to ration out diesel. You know, diesel is almost $6 a gallon. Now, I don't know how many of of you guys listening to this are truck drivers, but you can attest to this if you are. I mean, (laughs) that's expensive, right? That's going to run you, what, $1,200, $1,300 to fill up your tank? So as these trucks that deliver to warehouses, that deliver to Walmart and your local grocery store and your Targets and wherever else, your Home Depots and your Lowe's and so on and so forth, that price has got to be paid somehow. I'm telling you guys, gas is the cure-all. And what does the, it, this administration want to do? Instead of trying to fix the problem, they try to demigrate us for not wanting to buy an electric car. Because, you know, we have so much money that we can afford it to go drop 40, 50, 60, 80, 100, whatever thousand dollars on a, on a, on a uh, electric car. Not to mention getting the power shit installed in your house. Not to mention the fact that when you do that, now your electric bill is going to go up. Not to mention the fact that now we're being told there's going to be brownouts and blackouts and rolling this and rolling that. And, you know, it's summertime. It's going to be fucking 700 degrees outside and we're not going to have electricity. We're not going to have air conditioning. We're not, I mean, what are they trying to do to us? It's like they literally want us to lose our fucking mind so we riot and we take it to the streets. I'm not talking about these bullshit riots. Oh, because George Floyd got, you know, over, overdosed on some fucking fentanyl and you know, whatever, whatever. I'm not talking about those kind of riots. I'm talking like legitimate riots. I talked about it on the show the other day. We're nine meals away from anarchy. Now, that seems nine meals. Okay, what's that, nine days? No, that's three days. I mean, typically, you say three meals a day, right? I mean, maybe not everyone eats three meals a day. I don't eat three meals a day, per se. I might have snacks. I eat protein bars and shit, but I don't have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um... But point being is, um, the the story I had read the other day from that gentleman where he, he's focusing a lot of his attention on food, which I'm not disagreeing with him, but I think it's going to be a cornucopia of, of everything. It's going to be fuel prices, food prices, no food. Uh, God forbid, if you live in a state like Florida or Texas or you know anywhere in the south where we run air conditioner 300 days out of the year probably um and that's 
300 days. <laughs> so in the summertime, it's really running. Now, people up north can probably understand what I'm saying in the sense that not everybody up north has air conditioning. Not because they can't afford it, but because they don't really need it. They might have a day here and there or a week here and there where they could use air conditioner. And that's when you see window units and stuff more so. But their focus up north, I'm talking about north, north, like New York, you know, New England, that area. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, those areas. There's not a, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist up there. But for the most part, most people in their homes focus on heat whether it's gas or however however they get the heat running because they probably run the heat probably not 300 days out of the year but i guarantee you they open the windows a lot up north let me just put it like that and when it's really and it does get hot there's there's portions of the year where it does get hot and that's when they have the window units but can you imagine not having that option you don't even have the option to run the window unit and it's stifling hot in Florida. Like, it might not be 100 degrees like it is in Arizona. It might not get in those triple digits. But it gets into the 90s here. On top of the fact that it'll be like 100% humidity. So then you, like, just sweat without even thinking about sweating. I mean, that's that's the difference. Like, I, I can deal with 100 degree, degree dry heat because it's not as bad. You get into the shade and you actually feel it cool down. Here... There's no shade. I mean, you can get in the shade, but it don't exist because humidity is still in the shade. Humidity Jones finds you everywhere. So, God help us. But let's get an electric vehicle and that today. Oh, by the way, we're having a rolling brownout, so I couldn't charge my car. So, I'm not going to be able to make it to work tomorrow, boss, because I couldn't charge my car. Because, you know, they it was my turn for the in the grid for to me not to have power last night. So, sorry. That's their that's their common sense of this. Oh, just buy an electric car. Fuck and what? I mean, and then what am I supposed to do? Get a fucking windmill in my backyard to charge my house? I mean, what the fuck are you guys talking about? These people do not live in the real world. They've never lived in the real world. There's very few, and the few politicians that have or do or whatever live in the real world. The the Boberts, the the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the these people that are more real world like are demigrated. They're they're demonized. They're chewing on. They're you know whatever you want to call them. They vote no on certain bills that they should be voting no on because they don't agree with the bullshit. And then they're oh, look, they didn't want to help Ukraine out. No, they don't. They don't. Why should we? Who cares about fucking Ukraine? I'm sorry about the people in Ukraine. I'm sorry. But that's a them problem. Right? We have our own problems right the fuck here. God help the people in Ukraine, in Russia, in Middle East, and everywhere else. But that's a them problem. When we have problems in this country, do they come over here? When we have a hurricane ravish Texas or Florida or Louisiana or Alabama or wherever, South Carolina, North Carolina, do, do we get aid from Ukraine or France or England or whoever in the fuck else over there? No. Because they say that's a them problem. And that's not even, that's mother nature. That's not even like uh, the, the invading army of the hurricanes came and wiped out, you know, uh, southern Texas, right? But 
point being is why do we have to give a shit about all these other countries and give literally give billions upon billions of dollars away every year and i'm not even just talking about what we just gave ukraine i'm talking about all these countries there's a shit ton of countries that we give money to every year was there 195 six countries in this in this world and we probably give money to at least half of those countries and most of those countries hate our fucking guts but here's a billion dollars here's some aid here's some why and they and they don't even appreciate it it's like getting someone a gift card hey merry christmas here's a gift card and they don't say thank you they just you know cool you know whatever they, it's a, it's amazing. We, if we, if we, if this country would just stop giving money away to everybody, including our own citizens, with I'll say this: with the exception of the people that one hundred percent absolutely need it, not the ones that lie on applications and make it sound like they need it, the ones that actually fucking need help. That's different. Okay, if you're an invalid, if you're handicapped, if you're, uh, if there's something physically, actually physically wrong with you, like it's documented, it's there is something wrong with you. You're in a wheelchair. You're mentally, you're, whatever the case is, not your, uh, your bullshit, you know, whatever diseases that everyone comes up with to get out of doing work. But legitimate, I can't work because of this. Legitimately, those people, that's fine. And I don't have a problem with food stamps or whatever it's called nowadays. I don't even have a problem with that for people that, you know, might be working, you know, uh, minimum wage jobs. I can sit here and say, oh, don't work there. Don't work at, you know, the convenience store or McDonald's or whatever. Go get a real job. Oh, I can say that. It's easy to say. It's not easy to do. Some people aren't equipped to work anything more than that. And that's fine. I'm not talking shit about those folks. At least they're fucking working. So if those people need, you know some help buying food, I'm cool with that. But food isn't cash. I, I would much rather see people that need help get help with food by giving them an EBT card or food stamps or whatever they use nowadays. Not just $100 or $500 or $1,000 or whatever that dollar amount is because they're going to piss it away on bullshit anyway. They're not going to use it for what they need. They're not going to use it to pay rent or buy diapers or whatever. They're going to use it to buy cigarettes and weed and whatever else beer lottery tickets <laughs> they're going to spend it on bullshit so anyway give those folks food vouchers ebt whatever i'm i'm cool with that but stop giving people money our people other countries stop giving keep the fucking money put it in the goddamn bank i'm sorry to use that word but put it in the bank i'm a little hot as you can tell it's friday i should be chill and relaxed but i'm i'm pissed off as well as everyone that's listening to this should be equally as pissed off as i am and if we would just stop giving money away, that would fix our country. It would fix us. Let's fix us. It's us, U.S., right? That's us, United States. Fix us. When are we going to get someone in that White House? And I, I honestly want to believe that Trump was working towards that. I think the biggest problem with Trump was he had too many other people around him that he entrusted that he really shouldn't have entrusted. And if he runs again, and if he wins, I would hope he learned from his mistakes. 
Now, with that being said, I saw on Twitter today from uh, my governor, Ronald Double D DeSantis, that the state of Florida now has $20 billion in surplus. That's a person that knows how to run a fucking state. Say what you want about him with the don't say gay crap that wasn't true and the the book banning, which isn't true. <laughs> you know, whatever bullshit story you want to make about uh, Ron DeSantis, whatever, I don't care. The facts of the matter is he didn't follow the bullshit from the CDC. I mean, he did initially because everyone did. But once he and his team and his and our Surgeon General in the state of Florida did the research, they were like, this is bullshit. We need to stop with this crap. And we did. He got pooped on, and obviously uh, he gave him a big fat sugar water because nothing happened. Anyway, surplus in this country because we're not giving money to other, or I'm sorry, in this uh, state because we're not giving our money away. It's not like, oh, we got $20 billion in the bank. Let's go ahead and give it to, you know, Cuba. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a surplus. It's always there in case of emergency. Right, you keep money in savings, and why? Why do you keep money in savings? Well, you keep money in savings because you know, just in case of emergency. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry to get on a uh, a tangent like that, but I'm I'm a little hot. And then uh, the whole time I'm talking, you have this article pulled up from Forbes about inflation, and I'm staring at a person in in this picture with the mask on and gloves as she's walking through a grocery store, and that drives me fucking crazy. Almost as crazy as people that drive with mask on by themselves. Anyway. So, this is an article from Forbes, okay? And this was wrote back in 1932. No, it's, uh, this was from May 11th of this year, so from Forbes. And it's titled, Why is Inflation So High? And that's a good question. I think the bigger question is, why did it, or not why, but how did inflation drop? Like, we're paying more, right? Whatever we were paying last month, at the grocery store or gas or whatever, whatever we are paying went up. Like you, you went to the grocery store in, in uh, March, you paid whatever. Then you went in April and it was a little bit more. It wasn't like crazy more. It was a little bit more. And then we, then the numbers come out from April and it went down two tenths of a percent. And you're like, how in the fuck did that happen? Well, I think here's the thing. So like I said, in this article, I think the the thing is we think of, of inflation or the numbers they give us, which is is the way they calculate the numbers changed back in the 80s. And I went over, I did a show on this back a few months ago. So it, actually, the numbers are giving you, the formula that they're doing is done on purpose to make the numbers appear low. So that's why you can ride a 1, 2, 3, 4% interest rate, which is actually probably 2, 3, 8, or 2, 4, 8%. It's almost double. So if they're telling you 8.3, it's probably more like 16 to 17% realistically. Because like I said on that show, you don't buy a house every day. You don't buy a car new or used every day. You might not even do that every year, right? You might, that's like a, usually most people buy a house. It's like a lifetime commitment. This is your house, the house that me and my wife live in. We've been here for 20 years. It's not like you buy a house and then go buy another house and then sell that and go buy another house. It doesn't work like that. It should be focused on the everyday things. Grocery items, your electricity, your gas, those things. The stuff you go to Walmart and buy. Not TVs and stuff, just your regular everyday shit. I say everyday, not like you go shopping every day, but you know what I mean. 
and it's not. They calculate it. They use such a broad spectrum to calculate to bring the number down. And it's it's a, it's a false number. I'm sorry. It, it is what it is. But anyway, people are asking, how in the hell did inflation drop from March to April when everything seems to be more expensive? And now one of the reasons I gave the other day was, well... If you notice, gas was $4, and as soon as they did the calculations for the number, the, the gas jumped 20, 40 cents. Um, and I wasn't wrong in that assessment, but I think this is why. So let me read this. There's a few green shots in the April Consumer Pricing Index report with the data showing that U.S. inflation hit a pause last month. Analysts, however, warned not to read too much into this data. After all, inflation remains at four decades high. And that was my point. It's like everyone was like, oh, it dropped. It's stagnant. It went down two-tenths of a percent. It's still fucking high. <laughs> this is not, it didn't drop four points. Or two points for that matter. It dropped two-tenths of one point. Now, fucking A. That's like getting on a scale and I weigh 250. And I get on a scale tomorrow and I weigh 249.8. I lost weight. No, I just took a shit. You know, <laughs> that's all it was. Just took a shit. Anyway, here's good news. An, uh, annual, uh, I almost say anal, because that's what I feel like we're dealing with with inflation. Anyway, CPI inflation declined slightly in April, with a 12-month figure falling slightly to 8.3 from 8.5 uh, in March. Moderation is so is also seen in the core CPI figures, which strip out volatile food and energy prices, conveniently enough. April core CPI for the last 12 months rose 6.2 versus the 6.5 gain in March. And my, my question here is why would you strip those two things out? Because that's something you use every day. You use energy every day, whether it's your electric bill, your gas for your car. You eat every day, hopefully. Hopefully everyone's eating every day. But let's take those numbers out to make it look better. <laughs> Despite the good vibes... It's important to understand that moderating U.S. inflation is partly due to the quirk of statistics base effects. The 12-month figures are measured against prices from one year ago, right when inflation started taking off. Current inflation looks slightly better due to the higher year-ago inflation. In other words, it's still a welcome relief. It's not a welcome relief, so I'm not even going to read that. So basically what this gentleman's saying here is, so March of last year, I don't know exactly what the inflation number was, but it was obviously 8.5% lower. Um, so that's where your inflation... So if inflation from March to April of 21 jumped, whatever that number was, it's the, the March number this year versus the March number of last year is higher, 8.5%. You see what I'm saying? So then if, if the April number of 21 and the March number of 21, if April jumped last year over March, whatever that percentage was, it's lower. That's why it's two tenths of a point lower this, you know, for April of this year, you understand? So for example, next month in, in uh, June, when the May numbers come out, we might stay, it might be stagnant and they're going to pump their chest and they're going to be like, look, we're doing it. We're, we're stagnant, even though it still might be 8.3 or 8.4 or 8.1 or whatever percent. It's only because the numbers were climbing last year. You see what I'm saying? So in essence, we're, we're not beating anything. <laughs> it's just that the numbers were climbing last year, slowly but surely. 
Um, so we're, we're stagnant. Yeah, technically, but it's only because, so let's say a year from now, we might be at 2% inflation, let's say, and it's going to be all, look at how great I am. And prices are still going to be fucking $6 for a gallon of milk and $8 for gas. <laughs> so you're going to be like, what the fuck? I thought inflation was down. Well, no, because it's based on last year. So April of next year, inflation might be one, two, three percent because it's based on what it is now. Well, if, if prices still go up, you see what I'm saying? It might still go up, but because inflation jumped so high this year, it's going to be lower, not lower per se, but not 8%. You understand how, what I'm saying? So that's essentially how this works. And that's why the numbers appear to be better than they are because people think of it as a month to month thing. Now that would be something interesting to find. Okay. So forget about March of 21 versus March of 22 and April of 21 versus April of 22. What is April of 22 versus March of 22? What is April of 22 versus January of 22? Hmm. Interesting. But Essentially, that's why the numbers appear to be stagnant or doing well. It's only only because last year this time is when we started seeing inflation starting to kick in. So that if that helps you guys out any, it helps me out a little. If you have any questions or concerns, please don't ask me because I'm barely knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. But if you guys want to chime in on this, you can hit me up on the Twitter at PCGC underscore 1775. We have a discussion. All right. Last but not least, Joe Biden's presidential uh, approval numbers are really looking shitty. And with the exception of the Sussman situation, I would say everything I talked about today is going to tell you why his numbers are what they are. My question is, is how in the fuck are they even this good? Who in this country? Now, granted, they ain't calling me. They're not calling my house or sending me a letter or my wife asking us what we think but so what I like to do is you'll see reports like I think the latest report is the uh, Monmouth uh, poll just came out and he's 39% I don't know if it's Monmouth but one of them just came out was 39% well there's like what eight polls that that whoever uses whatever news agency uses one of these polls or two of these or five of these or six of them, whatever. So I, I always go to real, real clear politics because they take all the polls. They take, so they have their Rasmussen, Reuters, YouGov, Political, Politico, Political, <laughs> uh, Quinnipiac, NPR, uh, NBC News, and Mon, Monmouth. Monmouth? Monmouth. Now they don't have like ABC and Fox and whoever else, but whatever. So, um, you looking at these, they average the polls. So his, his average approval rating of all these polls is 41% approve and 54% disapprove. Uh, the lowest being Quinnipiac, which is 38% and the highest being, uh, Politico shockingly enough at 44%. Um, my question, like I just said, is this. Who are the 41 fucking percent that think this dude's doing a good job? Tell, I, I, I seriously want to know. And I, I can't imagine anyone listening to this is one of those 41 percent. 
But if, if you are, please, I pray to God, please, find me on Twitter, PCGC underscore 1775, DTOM underscore 1775, or Facebook, Dot com. Go to any one of those things. Please. I get all the fucking messages. If you are one of the 41% that think Joe Biden's doing a fucking bang up job, please, please contact me. Because I'm not going to even talk shit to you. I'm not going to crap on your parade. I'm not going to call you stupid. Uh, I just want to know what what he's doing for you that you feel that he is doing a fantastic job because for the life of me I can sit here and talk shit about any president Republican or Democrat and I can find good things they did and I can find bad things they did I can't find one fucking good thing that Biden has done for this country for anyone in this country not one in this country like I said I'm sorry to say this, and no offense to the people in Ukraine and anyone, any other country. I don't give a fuck about y'all. I'm sorry. I appreciate the people in France and all these other countries that listen to this show. But I care about me, and I care about this country. Okay? And I'm sorry if that offends anybody. But, you know, it is what it is. This, <laughs> thus the name of the show. Don't tread on America. Okay? It's America. Don't tread on us. I, I, don't, I don't care that he's helping all these other countries out. I don't care. We need help. There's people in this country that need help. We need help. So if you happen to be listening to this, if you stumbled upon this program and you happen to be listening to the show, if you are one of the 41%, please, I beg of you, please, Contact me on one of those platforms I just said and tell me what he's doing good because we can have a discussion and maybe I don't see it. Maybe there's something that he's doing good that I don't see that pertains to this country. Okay? He's fucked up on gas, food, supply chain, baby formula. Now we got the monkeypox. I mean, what the fuck? What has he done good? Please, I, I beg. I, I, I don't even know how, how more emphatic I can say it. I cannot think. I mean, even Obama did some good things for this country. I, it pains me to say it. He did something. I'm not saying he did more good than he did bad. But at least for life, man, I can't name of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure I could find some things. But as fucked up as it was during his eight years, it wasn't this bad. You know, and I could sit here and say Trump had bad things happen while he was in office. But he did more good than bad. So my um my point being is <laughs> are these numbers true? Because you look at the sample sizes. Okay, so 
um, let's say the his highest approval rating was Politico. They had two thousand and five respondents. So forty four percent of those people. So that's uh, half would have been a thousand. So what six hundred seven hundred people thought think he's doing a great job. They approve of the job he's doing. I, I want to talk to those 600 people. I, just one of them. I don't have to talk to all 600. I just want them. What is he doing? And that person can't be... Did they call the fucking uh, DNC? Did they call uh, the Democratic wing of the uh, the Capitol? Did they talk to the members of the Democratic members of uh, Congress and Senate? Because short of those people, <laughs> or, or if their last name was Biden, I, I can't think of anyone that says he's doing a great job. Even people that voted for him are probably like, what the fuck did I do? I don't know. <sighs> All right, guys. I'm sorry to motor on and ramble. But actually, you know, I worked today. I got a pretty good nap in. A little fired up. I'm a little saucy. I'm a little pissed off. Uh, fortunately, I have the weekend off, so I don't have to worry about it. And I can go out to dinner with my wife and uh, and drink a beer. Right? Hopefully. I probably only can afford one. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, uh, with that being said, I've already said about all the places you can find us on social media and on the website. Um, so with that, I say sugar water. And please, guys, 40-some-odd uh, percent of you guys listening to this are on an Apple device right now. You're on your iPhone. You're on your iPad. Whatever you're using, hit that five-star button, guys. Help me out. It Don't take but a second. Scroll to the bottom. Boom. Five stars. He's awesome. <laughs> And uh, share this with your friends on whatever device you're listening to this on. Share it with your friends. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Share it on... I'm on True Social, too, by the way. Uh, don't trade on America. I don't do a lot on there because it's hard to... i got to get used to doing that, but nonetheless. Anyway, so um, please, guys, share this with your friends. Check us out. And I will be back uh, Sunday, probably. More like I think my wife works Sunday, so I'll probably be here Sunday. Uh, if not Sunday, definitely Monday. But you know what? I was going to say this too. The best way for you guys to know when there's a show is whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbeam, whatever. If you subscribe to the show, it doesn't cost you anything. Just subscribe to the show, follow the show, and you'll get when I do a show, it'll pop up, boom, new show from DTOM. Check it out. So do that, guys. Um, it helps with the with the algorithms, whatever it's called, and uh, with other people seeing that this show is starting to trend. So please, guys, if you could help me out with that, I'm not asking for a lot. Just you know, push that button, hit subscribe, hit the five star. If you're on a platform that doesn't do ratings, you can still follow us there. Help me out, please. I'm begging you. Anyway, help me help you. And uh, don't tread on America. All right, guys. With that being said, it is May 20th, 2022. The year's almost half over. Can you believe that shit? It's crazy. Crazy. Anyway. And I am your host, Don Q. I will talk to you guys again later. You guys have a great weekend. And uh, be safe. And uh, sugar water. <laughs>